We're good. All right, all right. We're back, Hi Xers. You're listening to the 39th, 39th. episode. 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 Episode <laughs> of High Expectations, where the only thing higher than the expectations is us. We are going to be reviewing some movies for you. Uh, that's what we do. That's week what we in, do. Week out. Uh, we also have a little fun while we rate these movies. We watch them high and then rate these movies on kind of a, a stoner scale where we oh, give, give scores for four very specific categories. Uh, quotability, rewatchability, popularity, which is a score we pull from Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score. And then our most heavily weighted score is smokeability. My favorite. Which is kind of the point of the show. So uh, <laughs> hopefully we're giving you all a good compilation of movies that you might want to watch on a Friday, Saturday night. Get a little uh, get a little silly with Mary Jane. And uh, hopefully we're leading you in the right direction. You know, we're, we're the captains of this ship. All right? Look at me. I am the captain He's now. the captain now. Such a popular saying now. <laughs> anyway, there are two of us. I'm Kaz. One of your co-hosts, my other co-host, is Dilo. I'm saluting. You can't see that because this is not a visual medium, but I saluted all of you. One day it will be. We'll be like, we'll have our own show, like the Howard Stern show, and we'll Whoa. be on. What channel is he on? I don't know, like Sirius. Like some... oh, oh, like on TV? Yeah, yeah, when, they, put it, when they would put his show on Was it TV? like late night? Yeah. It was definitely late night. VH1 or something? <laughs> VH1, shit? I don't know. Probably. Some, some random shit. Uh, we have a category that we've been wanting to do for a while, just looking for the right time to do it. Uh, so we just got finished doing, what was it? One or two. Let me see. For what? Oh, so we, I thought we had just done two, uh, audience, audience suggested. Nope. Just one. So. Uh, last week we did uh, movies that we just wanted on the pod. That was our category, so check that episode out if uh, you're looking for two really good movies to watch. Uh, this week we went with a little bit more of a straightforward category that we thought would yield some good movies and allows us to kind of boy did it give you a glimpse into some of what our favorite movies are because this category kind of will uh, give that away a little bit. Uh, D'Lo, you want to let them know what the category is for this week? This week we went with something, like Kaz said, we've been trying to do for a bit here. And it actually took a little more <laughs> research than I was thinking it was going to. Um, we decided to do our favorite directors. So yeah, and there's definitely a distinction here I want to say is the favorite versus who we think is the best like that that is actually different yeah right so uh, yes i 100 percent agree um, with that these you know movies are i think we we try i think we both ended up doing the, the same strategy when picking our favorite director is we tried to think of what director or at least i did what director has kind of the most movies that i like oh yeah or are high on my list yep. right and my director definitely as soon as I looked her up Ooh. so I'll give a little I'll give a little tease uh, the the first like five movies that were up there I just kind of had to like guiltily not even guiltily but just kind of 
I don't know. I, I had to have like a real truth bomb moment where it's like, wow, dude, you're like, yeah, you like all those movies. There, yeah. I mean, this is she has you like wrapped around. She's like my whole catalog, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, if I own DVDs, it would pro- I'd probably have all of her movies on right, DVDs, right? Uh, so, but uh, why don't we do before we tell the movies, which kind of Obviously, we'll give away the directors so we can talk a little bit more about the directors. As we told you, we smoke before all of our movies that we watch here on High Expectations. Kind of the point. I hope the name doesn't give it away too much. But we both, again, this week uh, smoked. And we... (laughs) Every week. We do it every week, man. I ended up going to uh, Dockside again. Dockside. Probably my favorite favorite dispensary here in Seattle. Uh, And I went with... I went with I went with herb, and that's kind of. I what want I, you all to know that he was staring right at I the was label, right at the label, and I Could still couldn't read what the fuck it was called. But it is called Animal Tree by High Tide Cannabis Company, and we actually bought this together. Yeah, because we brought this. I was up. like, I know I've smoked that before. We 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 went up to a cabin for last weekend, and <sighs> what were we able to get really high on this shit, and it was really good then. And then I ended up smoking it while I was watching the movies for this week. Uh, this was definitely an energizer because, well, we brought it up to the cabin with us and we didn't want to get very uh, indica-y. Yeah, or too didn't want to get a little too sleepy, too, like, lazy. Right, because, I, you know, I don't know how you all do cabin trips, but for me, they end up being very much uh, more barb... I don't... Is barbaric <laughs> the right word? Like Primitive? Primitive, where I feel like we're going to bed still super early... And yeah. waking up super early. Getting up early. Getting out. Enjoying the, yeah, the enjoying nature the of nature. it. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, also time have, went on a little bit. Yeah. Time went on. Get a little drinking. Get a little smoking. Exactly. And then again, when you're drinking, also I like to have uh, weed that's a little bit of an upper tier. Yeah. So. Yeah. But this was really good for both of these movies. I highly recommend this brand. This has been one of my favorites. Like this is on the level for me that Treehouse was as my a cartridge of choice yeah so i really enjoyed this i'm definitely gonna buy this again i haven't bought an eighth in a while and this was like definitely worth an yeah eighth buy. so i've had high tide edibles that i really like this is their first flower that i've tried and i yeah. actually really liked it and i will go back and i'm curious i may have to drive out to dockside um because i don't know i haven't seen this brand a lot of places yeah I think Dockside has like a really wide uh, or really large collection of herb that they offer. So, and they're a big location too, compared to some other dispensaries. They're much bigger. Yeah, that's true. Actually, speaking of, we're probably starting next week. Dockside Cannabis is, if you want to follow them on Instagram, they are doing a, I guess, a bud off. Bud off. Each week they're comparing two different buds so i think we're going to try to go parallel with them or maybe one week behind and start smoking the ones that are facing off and see how we kind of rate them or you know who wins when Dilo and i smoke them so <laughs> maybe we'll both have to smoke we'll both have to smoke both interesting we'll have to we'll we'll iron out the details yeah but we'll we'll lay it all out for you we'll get that straightened so out for you all so you I know, know you're i know you're looking forward to it <laughs> Okay, uh, Dilo, what did you go with for the week? I visited our friends um, at what the hell is the name of that? Place? 
<laughs> have a heart. Have a heart. Man, this we smoked a little too much. Have um, a heart. We I I visited our friends at Have a Heart and they always set me in the in the right direction. Uh they set me on a path for the little more sativa leaning. Actually, a lot sativa leaning. Look at this guy. Oh wow, yeah. Which is not my usual go-to. Um and I will say, although I did enjoy the high, I didn't enjoy it necessarily for movie watching. Does that make Fair. sense? I think yeah. what, like it goes along the lines with what we're just talking about. Because you're the Animal Farm, right? Is that what that name is? Yeah, Animal Tree. Animal no. Tree. Yeah, <laughs> Animal Farm is the yeah. book. Uh, <laughs> um, Animal Tree. When we were smoking that, and we were out and about, and we were like get like playing games and doing things and going out and walking and stuff like that, that made more sense, right? For sure. Being more like sedentary may not be. Yeah. The movie. So it kind of, it kept me awake because these are both long movies, which we haven't yeah. mentioned what they are yet, but they're both long. They're both long. Um, and that helped, but it wasn't my favorite high for movie watching. So. I will smoke this again. I went with uh, Royal Tree Gardens, uh, black cherry soda. Nice. I, I, I like Royal Tree. I really like Royal Tree, and I really I did enjoy this weed. I just think it would it didn't pair well with movie watching. Okay, that's fair. I think that's the it's the cross we bear. We're doing this these tests for you guys. <laughs> cross we bear. And some of them they just uh, they backfire on us big time. Big time. Big time. Slap, Slap the, base. the base. Big, Big time. time. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's let's uh, let's talk about our picks for the episode. Okay. Pick so talk, pick talk. Picks. We'll, we'll kind of make this a two, two-fold pick talk. Okay. Which I'm going to say what I like it. the director I picked. Right? So we went with favorite directors. Mm-hmm. As I said, I scope the landscape out of what kind of the whole catalog is per this director. And I just, as soon as I saw it, I was, I couldn't help but say, yeah, I I like all those movies. Like (laughs) not a single one would I not watch right now. So I went with Nancy Myers. And I say that because like like I said, there's a difference between who I think is the best director and then I think the move the movies that you like the most kind of make your decision for you sort of because yeah. you, if you like those movies, not that all the credit goes to the director, but right. it's like it's their vision, they kind of put it together. Yeah, I'm looking at her uh Go through her, yeah, let's go through <laughs> looking her at catalog. her catalog and it is like all of your favorite movies. Right? Uh, the Parent Trap. Right, exactly. What Women Want. Oh, yeah. Something's Gotta Give. Yeah. The Holiday. Yeah. It's Complicated. Yeah. The Intern. Maybe not It's Complicated. I, I don't know if yeah. I like It's Complicated as much, yeah. but all these so far have been like tens in my book. And that's, I mean, those are her directorial. Those are, yeah, those are her movies. So I just. She's also, I mean, she, I think, is slept on as a writer. Oh, for yeah, sure. I mean. I think she's got some really good writ- like writer's credits too. All those I think she wrote all the movies we just said, which again is like, you know, a lot of these are she wrote the screenplay for Father of the Bride 1 and 2. Oh hell yeah. Trap something's got to give the holiday. It's complicated. The, yeah, so everything we just mentioned she and also then wrote. Some. 
And then she wrote some some of your other favorites. So it's like And again, she the, the movies are very rom-com-esque and I feel like they're not that long necessarily, but the, I feel like that like double duty is pretty impressive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like I don't think there's not I I think there's less people now doing both. I mean, maybe not yeah, less, it's a but I think it's right? more, I think it's less common than it used to be, but it is yeah. a commitment. I, I think it lends itself to com- like comedy movies more. Yeah. You know, because I feel as though when you get into the more serious scripts and serious movies, they both require kind of somebody who's a little bit more, in my opinion, obsessive with their craft, which yeah. is you're less, you're less of a Renaissance person. Right. Right. Whereas comedy and rom-coms, I think you can kind of, that's where we see a lot of these crews form where it's just like, hey, we're all going to kind of have this, gen- not a general idea, more than a general idea, but we're going to kind of wing it with the lines. We're going to see what comes to us and we're going to put together this masterpiece of comedy and kind of the storyline is something that's always been done, right? Like, right. It, that's not necessarily nuanced, but the delivery is where it varies and the writing... Uh, to the like the lines that come out is due to the writing yeah i mean i think know? i think what nancy myers does really well is build relationships oh yeah um and i think she does a good job of that and like in this movie i think she does a really nice job with that oh have yeah we mentioned what it no, is I, so the movie i ended up going with which i could have picked any of them yeah honestly. The, any one of those minus it's complicated could have been your choice for this but I went with one because I really wanted to talk a lot about one specific actor in it. So I went with The Intern. Hi, Jules. I'm Ben, your new intern. I'm glad you also see the humor in this. Be hard not to. With Anne Hathaway, Robert De Niro. So right off the bat, stacked cast. Yeah. Right. Uh, And falls off a little bit after those two, but. It does, but I mean, you have Adam Devine, right? A lot other, of people that weren't necessarily big yet, workaholics, <laughs> right? So I, I would say this definitely isn't my favorite. I wouldn't say is my favorite Nancy Myers movie, but it's definitely one of the more recents. It's her, yeah, I think it's her most recent, one. right? This was 2000, 2015. Yeah, so this is definitely her one of her more recent movies, and again, I picked it because I just think. It, this showed me like a whole new side of Robert De Niro. It's an interesting. Even, it's an interesting character for him. It's even different than like Meet the Parents. Oh yeah, he plays like very stern um, in that anyway. So I, I went with the intern so I could basically lush. analyze this. That's the movie. Analyze this. So that's kind of a comedy, I right? Feel pretty, oh so pretty. Yeah, where he's like a. Uh, well, I guess he's, okay. So that's is that where he's like a gangster? Yeah, he's like a, a reformed gangster. Exactly. Going to, oh yeah, yeah. That movie's fucking funny. Dude. So, but <laughs> this one is just completely off the yeah, wall for him. Just a so. just like a gentleman, like yeah. a man's man in a lot of ways. Um, he's but just classy as oh God. so classy. Just like, a cla- and that's what I mean by a man's man. Like I'm not when I say man's man, I don't think like big bro, alpha like, males, b- badass beat you up. I mean like. Just like a gentleman. You know what yeah. I mean? He's just a straight gentleman. And oh, you love yeah. that about him. He's, and he's so approachable in this. And everyone loves him. And he's... and he. Oh, yeah. I would love this person if they existed. Yeah, he pulls it off. Yeah. Robert De Niro so, uh, pulls it off really well in this. 
so yeah, so we'll gush over him a little bit more <laughs> as we get further into the ratings of the movies. But Dilo, what did you go with this week? Let the people know a little bit more about yourself because that's kind of what this is. Like yeah. I said, I think by you knowing our favorite directors kind of lets you know our our favorite movies and it, that kind of says a lot about our about, taste in movies. Yeah. I mean, and like some of these... Okay, let me. I'll just get into it. Get into it. Because what I think dive in head is first, interesting is I think you could have also picked this director. For oh, you. definitely. And that is evidenced by the fact that we've already had multiple Maybe, yeah. of their movies yeah. on the podcast. And One of us was going to pick this director no matter either what. way. Yeah, if he wasn't, if this director wasn't picked, it would have been wild for us. Somebody else. Yeah, somebody like. I definitely would have not let him not be picked. No, no. I think it, it was necessary. <laughs> He's a necessary addition to the show. And I think when we tell you who he is, you'll understand why. Because we've, like we said, we've had a lot of movies on the show already. I could rattle off like five movies right off the bat that I love, that are probably like in my top 15 or 20 movies. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's only a few people that have that kind of legend behind them. Definitely. So if you haven't guessed by this point, yeah. I'd be surprised, but we went with I went with uh just an absolute legend Stud. of a director, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. It doesn't really get much better. I in my opinion, I like I think this is one of those things where he can be your favorite director and be talked about as one of the best directors. Oh, he is. Right? He's, like he's in my opinion probably the best. Well, it's tough. It's tough because it's tough there now. are... When, Christopher Nolan has had kind of... Right. A, when I was looking at a lot of some of the other... Like Stanley Kubrick, uh, Ridley yeah. Scott, Spike Lee. Like you look at some of these massive yeah. like genius directors and, and Chris Nolan. Um, yeah. And you look at them and you're like, okay, like these guys, they have some absolute bangers on their yeah. list. But James Cameron. James Cameron. But to me... I mean, let's. Shall we do it? Shall we read just some of the fucking. I mean, I can tell you, my, like, his movies that I think are all time great are, you know, Jurassic Park. Uh, obviously. Hook. Uh, I would say, what else? E.T., right? He did E.T. E.T. He did all the Indiana Jones movies. All the Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> he did. Do we say Jaws? He did The Color Jaws. Purple. Yeah. I mean, uh, look at Jaws. Like, Jaws is some people's. Favorite movie. Yeah. Close ever. Encounters of the Third Kind. Great movie. Right. Just like a fantastic resume. I mean, all those guys if you're, have I crazy mean, If you're talking things. about even more recently, though, like you have Lincoln. Uh, right. Which is, you know. Amazing. Insane. The Fablemans was incredible. That's, I think, his most recent. Have you seen that one? I have not seen the Oh, Fablemans. you got to check that one out. That one's really, really good. West Side Story did really well. Yeah. That's a Spielberg. Um and then you have the movie that I went with, which lands somewhere in between his like yeah. run in the '80s and his more recent run. Yeah, hitting right in uh, 2002. I love this movie. I dude, I was so happy to get it on. It's because this is not one that fits a lot of molds. No, not at all <laughs> for like categories. Um, so this is a good one. I went with Catch Me If You Can. From 1964 to 1967, I successfully impersonated an airline pilot for Pan Am Airways, and I flew over 2 million miles for free. 
During that time, I was also the chief resident pediatrician at a Georgia hospital and an assistant attorney general for the state of Louisiana. By the time I was caught, I was considered the youngest and most daring con man in U.S. history. I had cashed almost $4 million in fraudulent checks in 26 foreign countries and all 50 states. And I did it all before my 19th birthday. My name is Frank William Abagnale. So again, I would say two main actors kind of make it a stacked cast. Maybe it falls off slightly from there. Right? No, 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 no. I think... This is a stacked I cast. think this is a stacked cast for 2002. And if you look at it is in the lens of 2024, it's an even more stacked cast. Sure. I mean, you Christopher have Walken, Tom Hanks. Chris Walken, DiCaprio. Tom Hanks, DiCaprio, right off the bat. Big three, right? Yeah. You get Elizabeth Banks. I know. You get Jennifer Garner. You get yeah. Amy Adams. You get um, but Amy Martin Adams, yeah. Sheen. Yeah. You get... Very true. Dude. I mean, yeah. This is big. This is a big movie. That's what I'm talking about. If you're looking at it from the scope of even now, yeah, stacked. stacked. I, I wrote it down as stacked cast. Just like stacked cast because it's it's huge. Right. It's a huge cast. And like I'm saying, these parts, it's Jennifer Garner's part, much smaller in this than it would yeah. be in a, a more recent movie. Of course, right. Even Elizabeth Banks is almost a throwaway character. Like she's the a bank teller that he Right, exactly. He, goes back to cameo yeah so like you can barely say she's in this but she is and it's i mean james brolin we didn't even mention james brolin yeah there's so yeah stack cast ellen pompeo (laughs) like this is yeah it's a great watch by the way it's it's a great movie i think oh dude uh yeah (laughs) i'm really excited to talk about this story yeah, I'm excited to talk about this from a directorial standpoint because I watched both of these with that in mind. Like, well, let's get into it. Like, let's do Catch Me If You Can first. Okay. Let's do it. Let let's uh, we'll get into our ratings. We'll let you know what this movie's about, though. Yeah. First, as we always do. Frank Abagnale Jr. worked as a doctor, a lawyer, and as a co-pilot for a major airline, all before his 18th birthday. A master of deception, he was also a brilliant forger whose skill gave him his first real claim to fame. At the age of 17, Frank Abagnale Jr. became the most successful bank robber in the history of the U.S. FBI agent Carl Hanratty makes it his prime mission to capture Frank and bring him to justice, but Frank is always one step ahead of him. It's Abagnale, not Abagnale, not Abagnale, <laughs> Abagnale. Oh, such... Such a good, like, kind of a acting job within an acting job. Right? Oh, yeah. His, him pretending love, to be the French yeah. sub. I love I love when that happens in movies, when it's somebody acting within the Like acting. they're acting. It's, it's, yeah. so, it's so good because it's just meta. double. It's so meta, bro. Totally meta, bro. <laughs> That's such a P&W thing. Yeah. Even though I don't know if meta... No, it's like not really a movie. Seattle thing. Yeah. I guess oh, it's like more, the company? Yeah. No, I think but, it's California. Yeah. Yeah, we don't do that. We meta. <laughs> we don't do that. We just do Amazon Prime yeah, and oh, Starbucks. We do that. And, and Google. Google. And we Google and Boeing. Shit. <laughs> yeah, we definitely use planes. <laughs> so, uh, catch me if you can use planes too. This is probably on the spectrum of Spielberg. Oh, it's so tough because like it's it's I would say it's not as good as Jurassic Park. No. Or well, E.T. 
But um, I think it's pretty close because he does a really good job at... I think... Yeah. He's retelling a story, which is already kind of tough to do, but he does a great job at... I think like you said, I don't know if you said this already, about his character development is really, really good. But it's almost like he picks the right uh, scenery to make you believe it. I don't know. The set design in, in Hook. So good. The set design in, you know what I mean? Like, he, he does a lot of that. As I look at all of Spielberg's movies, I am still kind of backing that whole thing about the, the kind of environments he creates, right? So I'm looking at the terminal. He did great with that, too. Even though I know it's just an airport, but he kind of yeah. captures it really well. That's one of his weaker movies, in my opinion. It's one of Tom Hanks's weaker movies too. Yeah, Lincoln again. I know he was kind of filming it in places that we know. But Lincoln, West Side Abraham Story Lincoln was West Side Story. The Fablemans, even Indiana Jones. Oh, the, dude, the the stuff, the sets, and kind of the again the environments he creates. Well, I think I think also what Spielberg does a lot is he likes to film like on location. On, yeah, a lot. He likes to go. I forget how many places they filmed in North America, but it was over a hundred places just for Catch Me If You Can. Wild. So, I mean, he—they're not afraid. He's not afraid as a director, producer, writer. Well, director and producer mostly to run that budget sp- up, spend the money to yeah. go to locations, and it translates because you're there. I mean, obviously they weren't really at the old Miami International Airport and, and stuff like that, but they do a lot of really interesting scene play with that and he does a good job and I, I agree with you. I think he does he's Schindler's he's List really time great. Really, really good at world building. Minority report of the worlds. Big, yeah. yeah. So this guy has an incredible resume. I'm sure he's won best director a good amount of times too. Yeah. Right? Nominated for 22 Academy Awards and has won three. Schindler's List earned him his Best Director and Best Picture. Saving Private Ryan earned him Best Director. Okay, so that makes sense. I would say people probably would lean towards Martin Scorsese and probably James Cameron as like the top two and maybe Christopher Nolan after this year. Well, but yeah. I mean, Scorsese's up there for me. I, there, This was a hard category. But it was. Looking at this list and looking at how many Spielberg movies we already have on here and how many of them that yeah. I consider, like, Hook, Jurassic Favorites. Park. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, fucking Indiana Jones. Those, These are some of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, definitely. Jurassic Park is, like, my top five all time. So, it's so good. How about of all time? Well. <laughs> How about of all time? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Well, and catch me if you can on the spectrum of things. Like I said, would probably lean like, which is crazy because it's such a good movie, but be like middle. So then like where, where do middle. you think, where do you think it lands popularity wise? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I would say catch me if you can has to be pretty like an 88. Or something, something like that. Tire. Whoa. Okay. Uh, ninety-three. Eighty-nine. Ah, oh, damn it! I always <laughs> fucking get the ones where it's like. Guess what the critic score is. Uh, ninety-five. 
this yeah this is what i mean when i say it's critically probably one of his best movies higher than a 95 really yeah uh 90 not much but higher 96 <laughs> yeah 96 the old 96 which is pretty crazy Right. To maintain a 96 critic Ooh, score. I just took a huge hit, yeah, everybody. Yeah, real big. I did not need to take one that big, but I did <laughs> anyway. All right, well, so let me put the popularity score. So that's an 8.9 on our scale. So that's a really good start. Do you want to know what... Um, <laughs> so Rotten Tomatoes also says what you might also like. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Guess what is a movie I might also like. If you like, catch me if you can. Yeah. The Intern? Big Mama's House 2. Whoa. Not even Big Mama's House. No. Big Mama's House Big 2. Big Mama's House 2. That's wild. I don't think those correlate at all. No. Because Big Mama's House 2 is Maybe not... Maybe because... All right. Let's not get sidetracked to a whole... It matter. Basically, let, let's not even get sidetracked to a whole nother movie in like a category we'll probably never do. Um, All right. The, that's a strong start. I, Catch Me If You Can is tough. Right when I started watching it, which I, I've seen it a bunch. Yeah. I started to think like, okay, this is going to be tough for this movie to do well in terms of our rating system. Yeah. This right? is an incredible movie. I think Leo does an insane job. Yeah. He's a 28-year-old playing a 17-year-old. But and he crushes. It's The fact that it's so long hurts it in hurts. our categories. Hurts. Uh, I would say two hours and twenty minutes long. The we watched. Like, there I, are some memorable lines though, not on crazy levels no. like a Forrest Gump or something like that. But like the knock knock. Well, that's just great. I asked for a team and they dragged the bottom of the Pacific. And if I ask you a question, Agent Handwriting, can be so serious all the time. So does it bother you, Mr. Anders? Yeah, yeah, it does bother me. Does it bother you, Mr. Fox? A little, I guess. Oh, would you like to hear me tell a joke? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'd love to hear a joke from you. Knock, knock. Who's there? Go fuck yourselves. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Like, that is memorable, or yeah. the whole... Uh, Hey, did you drop this outside? Must have slipped right off your neck. Yeah. Like, I mean, there are definitely stuff. memorable scenes. Yeah. Like, I wrote here, well, obviously, knock, knock. I also wrote down just for this movie and what made me kind of uh, realize about Spielberg was, I th- like, his dialogue. I don't know if he's part of the dialogue that much, I guess, because he's not really writing it. No, I don't know. Because this, this was uh, written by Jeff Nathanson. Frank Abagnale Jr. and so Stan Redding. Then I just who I just thought this was the dialogue in this was really good. Yeah, honestly. I, but I also think, to Spielberg's credit, he leans a lot into the strengths of his actors. He kind of lets them really set themselves in a scene and just absolutely own the scene. Right. Which Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks both in this movie are doing. Accents, accents right which well, is tough in it in itself but they're both doing amazing yeah they're both playing i would say kind of out of their age bracket too right leo's playing super young yeah. i think tom hanks is kind of playing playing a little older yeah i think, I think so yeah kind of 
definitely somebody that I don't think he would know how they act. No. Right? But, like I a, mean... Like a tight-ass type, type dude. Yeah. But, again, I think the movie's great. I just, unfortunately, for something like quotability... It hurts. It hurts it's not. A it's not a great... It's not a super quotable movie, even though there are memorable scenes and memorable yeah. lines. The knock-knock scene... Um, I the whole it, speech. I gave it a four. That's more generous than I was. Oh. Um. I, and I again, I picked this movie. I love this movie. I may have just gotten trapped in the. No, no. I may have just gotten trapped in the the movie. So great. It is so great, and and you kind of want to score it right. You do because of that, but I don't think that's a fair way to do it because I'm not quoting this. I mean, knock no. knock, go fuck yourself. Like, yeah. Maybe. Knock, knock, who's there? Go fuck yourself. Every yeah. now and then, but not frequently. Um, I may just do, like, the knock, knock. Yeah. I don't even know if I would do the fuck yourself that much. Because I would say, now I quote the departed, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, I, if, maybe, if I'm trying to throw out... Maybe right. go fuck yourself. If, yeah. if I'm trying to throw out a fuck yourself yeah. line, it's I'm probably a, going with the departed. It's the departed. Yeah. Which, quotable as fuck. As fuck. So, I don't know. Uh, four is probably a little generous. It is generous because other than that, and like the mu- the mouse story that they always tell uh, about the mouse being the second mouse that turns the butter. Turns yeah, the, that's a story, the, right? The milk in a butter or whatever. Yeah, whatever it's cream in a butter. See, we can't even really remember it. <laughs> but so what'd you give it then? Uh, I went with a two and a half. Okay, that's fair. I because mean, we're not that far off. Because I love this movie, and I there are things you remember about this movie that are fun. The way he's pretending to be the French teacher—that's something that sticks yeah, with me. Not definitely. Mr. Abagnale, like that's like something. Or the hey, if it's real, where's the crease? Where's the crease? Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, it's pretty slick, dude. He's so slick in this. But like for a really long movie to have that minimal of that few, especially for and stuff, those a, actors. A, yeah, a powerhouse of Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, I'll give it a. Th- I would come down DiCaprio to Caprio and Hanks. I would come down to a three. I, I think. Feel like I think three is generous. You think? Yeah. But how about two point eight? Okay. I just can't let him win. <laughs> if it goes to two point five, he wins. I can't have it. Can't have it. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> I I mean, I think we're just being totally honest. It sucks, right? I think we both feel bad about it, but it's just not that quotable. It's not. Yeah. And it doesn't have music really to back it up either. Which is crazy because it's a John Williams score. Right, exactly. Like, so you're expecting that. And so, like, again, this pair. I mean, that little, like, da 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 that the, he plays in the background the, is pretty the, like, good. The, like, through line. Yeah, the, yeah. like, through line. That's pretty good, but it's not, I don't think it's very this, memorable. This is not a soundtrack that I would put on. No. To clean the house or Definitely whatever. Not. There, There are, like, Jurassic Park goes on. He uh, did Home Alone, too? No. John Williams, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Home Alone probably had a similar type of Star soundtrack Wars. to it, yeah. right? Home Alone was just more of like the almost like jingle. I disagree. Do, I think do do. Uh, yeah, I do, think do, do, we talked do. about this on the episode. I think uh, I love the Home Alone score. It's one okay. of my favorite things about Home Alone. That's fair. You would put that on at Christmas time. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's on That's all fair. my Christmas playlists. Yeah, this one I at least a few even think twice about. I I just wouldn't even really think about the the, the score. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, Not I agree. All. So, yeah, unfortunately, 
it sucks for great movies, but this is why we do this. We gotta, we gotta. It doesn't get necessarily. The truth out there. I mean, we're gonna talk about it. it doesn't this because of how long it is, and because of the lack of quotability? It, yeah. I don't think it lends itself to being a very good high movie. It it probably isn't. You know, I think we have had long movies on here that do well, but what was this one like? Two hour, two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean that's that's really long. That's a big investment, man. Yeah, and I mean, we I think we've had movies similar in length, but like some I mean, movies, Hook, Hook is like that. Yeah, right? but Hook has be, because of the set and because of has so much to keep you. It has so much to keep you drawn in, and I think again, I think this, and I guess we can talk about smokeability. Yeah, because I think, or do you want to save that still for last? No, no. Because I think the length in this kind of hurt because it didn't have... It, although the set design was very cool and there were very cool cinematic shots and things like that, it didn't have... It doesn't have the scale of like something like uh, Spielberg for like Jurassic Park or right. Jaws or like agree. those kind of things. Um, so although I love this movie, this weed had me kind of zoning in and out. And I've watched this movie a lot and I will watch it again. And I feel like this movie was really probably the biggest draw was for people who maybe knew about this Frank Abagnale story. Abagnale. Abagnale. (laughs) Not Abagnale. Not Abagnale. Abagnale. Uh, They may have had a little bit of vested interest to kind of see it come to life and see how Steven Spielberg interpreted it. Yeah. You know? Because at the time, which we just talked about this, it was based on a... Sem- it's semi-true story, which if you haven't seen it, I don't know. I don't want to like. I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, but I, if you haven't seen it, it came out in two thousand two. Get your shit together. Yeah, true. If you haven't seen it, but <laughs> but also I saw it. Pause. I kind of I kind of saw it because I was under the premise that it really was. It was about a, a complete true story. true story. But yeah. like thinking about it now, and I think we could talk about it. Yeah. I mean, this it's. Based on Frank Abagnale Jr., who was a fucking con man, who straight yeah. up, like, according to his book and his history, and again, this happened in when? The, the 50s? Yeah. 40s or 50s, 50s right? 50s, I think, yeah. Um, When this was happening... Eons ago. It was much easier to lie about your status and yeah. much easier to get away with these kind of crimes. And also easier to balls. lie about doing the crimes, yeah. which according to like some outside journalists and things like that, he lied about a lot of the shit he said he did. Right. Which is so funny because that's just a... It's he's just conning even more. He just got an even. He's like George Costanza. He just goes a lie into a lie. He into conned, a lie. yeah. He conned himself into a book deal, which conned him into a movie deal. Whew. He's just still living the life. He just <laughs> never know? stopped. He's never stopped conning us. Yeah, but it's thought, a great story. Oh, it's the amazing. guy spins a great story. I know. It's it's really shitty to give because I I didn't give it a very high smokeability score either. No, because because I of was the definitely length, zoning in it. And now. you zone in. I gave it a four yeah. again. Just because it's so good, and there were parts that I do get drawn to, but yeah, I couldn't really give it above a four, yeah. unfortunately. I think some of the the costume design is really cool and interesting. And yeah, like Leo's costumes are cool. I think part of it is you're like <laughs> as you're watching it, and then you're stoned. You're like, 
holy shit, he's doing this now. Like all, all of a sudden, like how do you? Yeah, it it's gets kind of hard. I like to all believe. the ba- learning all the backstory stuff. Oh yeah, the stuff yeah. where he's finally forging the checks and he's figured out how to make it look like a a real check. Uh, then when he. What are some of my other favorite scenes? Like when he's kind of just watching TV to learn how to be a doctor kind yeah. of shit. And then yeah. putting it into practice. The like, doctor and then when he does it to be the lawyer. Him, the, the scenes I like are him acting within the acting. Yeah. When he's acting a lawyer. or like When, when he's conning. Yeah. But when he's uh, just Frank, it's kind of just like, oh, you're just like a kid kind of just fucking you're just around. just a kid who's lost. Yeah. yeah. But, but he does it so well. God, so Leo's really good. I gave it a four because, again, I do like this movie and I felt like I was entertained by it. But it is long. I definitely zoned out a bunch. And, yeah, no real joke. Other than the knock-knock, go fuck yourself. I don't know if I really even, like, laughed that much. Um, Which sounds so shitty to say about I mean, a movie that we're raving about being a good movie. But <laughs> Well... A good movie doesn't always have to be a comedy. No, it doesn't. Or, but <laughs> and this know. is kind of. I think it's this is considered a comedy drama. But yeah, it's definitely there. Are, there are some funny moments, but it's not like a laugh out loud, haha. Like the sure. the whole substitute teacher thing. Him and his dad's relationship is kind of funny in some ways. Yeah. Um, there's one part where Katie laughed out loud when <laughs> his mom. It's in the beginning when his him and his his dad and his mom are still together and. Okay. His mom's out looking for a job or whatever, and his dad says something like, "What is she gonna be a shoe salesman at a caterpillar farm or yeah, something yeah, yeah, like that?" Yeah. And then they bo- and the they, they die laughing, right, right? So we died laughing, right? Even but again, the, it was, yeah. Even though that line, I was also just kind of like, "What, <laughs> what the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> so it's like I don't know. I I was low with this as well. I gave it a three. Okay. The length killed me. And I think it's this, like I said, this weed, I wanted to be doing other things. So. I would meet in the middle here on this one at 3.5. Because we're just, that basically splits our difference. Okay. And I think it keeps it in the three range, which is fair. Uh, You know, it sucks. It didn't really do the things that we normally look for in the smokeability category. Right. I think that. Did it raise it at all? Uh, did it have any cool visuals, music, kind of like any of those things that would hit your senses a little bit more? Not a crazy feels movie either. Even though it was a drama, there was no really crazy feels. No, because the whole time... Because he's just like kind of on an adventure. It's, yeah, he's just kind of, yeah. I mean, he's just running away. It's just a kid running away the whole time. So, yeah, 3.5. It's going to be tough. This this movie's going to be tough. It's going to have a tough score. I feel like we kind of just... I do love this movie. I do love this movie. (laughs) And I think maybe it's rewatchability will save it slightly. Slightly. Because because I I do enjoy this. I do watch this at least once a year. For sure. Yeah, maybe not once a year for me. But it's one... Like, again, this is not even my top Spielberg. But because of movies we've had on this already... Yeah. I went with this one. I actually almost went with the BFG. Which is not my even close to my favorite Spielberg... But could have been a really good high movie. Yeah, that could have been a fun high movie. Yeah. So maybe for like books. even though it's not by Spielberg. Now that I know it's not by Spielberg, I think Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. Was. Yeah. But maybe we'll do a Robert Zemeckis category because oh, he's got some bangers. We'll get Zemmys. We'll get maybe Timmy on. For, oh, we're getting on Tim next week. Yeah. So Ooh, we have a guest next, next week, week. Everybody, guest next week. Tune in for Tim. 
the tool man, Taylor. Tim. Just kidding. We're not getting Tim Allen. That would have been not nah, great. Fuck that guy. That would have been not great. Sorry. <laughs> I have to change. I was about to say it would be great. Yeah, but nah. not great. Not great. Mark ass. I gave this movie a six for rewatchability because. Okay. We're really, really close. I to just this. feel like I definitely watch this once a year, but. That's probably it. Because it's a really... And if I miss it one year, I'm like, okay, I'll get it next year. <laughs> right. I don't watch it. This is not my... But to be clear, watch. this is a good movie. And it's I a great like, movie. I do love this movie. And if it's like... This is one that, that like I feel like if my dad is visiting or whatever, yeah. this is one you could watch with other people that's a good watch together movie because there's a lot to talk about. For sure. Um, you know, they I go mean, a lot of places. They go a lot of places. I mean, he is a player in a lot of ways. Sure. They play up his story in some really interesting ways. I like the dynamic. And I think what would saves not saves this movie, but what almost saved the smokeability for me is the chemistry between Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio in their like limited interactions, like actual interactions yeah. with each other. Is really good. Oh yeah, um, I mean, they're not on the screen together that much. No, but the, yeah, and like you'll get the phone calls every now and then, right. and then the flash forwards or to the or to the present or whatever it's supposed to be at the time. Yeah. Um, and you get those interactions, but like that's a really charming relationship that they weirdly bond over. You know what I mean? Um, so I was really close to you because I do watch this, and this is one where you're like. You're flipping through and you watch you're like, oh, this is a good one. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I went with a 5.8, so I was right, oh, so we're like there, right, right there. there. I mean, I'd probably be down to just give it a 5.8. We're not far off. Yeah, all right. It's unfortunate that it's not on the rewatchable scale very high. I thought that would be one that could really save it, but again. Well, it's, it, you, it's long. It's it, a long it, one. It needs time, too. Because it's such it, it because it's like a drama adventure, you need a little bit of time to appreciate the well, the you master almost, you master almost, fraud man that yeah, and you almost is. want to forget like like in in a lot of ways it had been a few years since I watched this yeah, um so you're as I was watching it, I was like oh my god he forgot he then tried to be a lawyer like right. he goes from pilot to doctor to lawyer. Like Just crushing it and pulling it off in some weird way. And I think trying to disconnect the fact that this is obviously a lot of it's fabricated from a true story and just look at it as the movie, you enjoy that story a lot more. You know what I mean? Yeah. At I least agree. I do. I but do. it's not one that I'm going to put on a lot because it's long. Big time. Long, big time. <laughs> All right. So that gives it a final score of 4.9. Whoa. So pretty low. And. I'll tell you what, that is a, like, if, even, if we had, like, a, a I know. chart of... We were, our, <laughs> our stocks just crashed. Yeah. Literally. And I think, unfortunately, I think that's going to be the high score of the day. <laughs> Probably. Not to give any insight into the next movie. Probably. The Intern, which... Again, not to say is not an enjoyable movie. It is an enjoyable movie, but again, if, well, if you, so if you haven't seen it, here's what it's about. Starting a new job can be a difficult challenge, especially if you're already retired. Looking to get back into the game, 70-year-old widower Ben Whitaker seizes the opportunity to become a senior intern at an online fashion site. Ben soon becomes popular with his younger co-workers, including Jules Austin, the boss and founder of the company, 
Whitaker's charm, wisdom, and sense of humor help him develop a special bond and growing friendship with Jules. So, as we were saying before, Robert De Niro is a gem in this. Yeah. I do think Anne Hathaway does a good job because she's playing a very kind of new age, powerful woman that still is very morally sound, right? Yeah. she is playing a... She won't compromise her vision. Exactly. She's playing a CEO of a kind of new tech... That was probably my favorite part about this movie that I thought was the funniest, was just kind of all these new movies that make fun of startup culture, right? So kind of like the, uh, hey, Ben, you know, you're going to meet with Jules uh, at 4.55 and be prompt because she has a meeting at 5. It's just like... That's a really kind of new age startup thing where it's like, hey, we're we're only going to schedule our meetings for exactly how we need. If you can't get it done in the meeting, then you got to learn how to communicate better kind yeah. of deal, right? Whereas back in the day, it would just be like, oh, let's take an hour. Why not? We got yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, I really kind of enjoy how the interview process was really, I think, kind of making fun of the startup culture, which is, hey, let's sit down and have some coffee on this couch and, you know, have our interview. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. the, like new age tech, like, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was really funny, but. And about, yeah, that was a good one. There's, there, this is a, it's, this is a really charming movie. And it I is. think, I think just going back to Nancy Myers, that's what she does well. She does charming so, so well. Oh, yeah. And one thing I also put in here was my first note for Nancy Myers was that, the in, in all of her movies, the intro music and montage always set the tone for me yeah. so well. Yeah. They're always so good. Yeah. And, like, she keeps it, like, this is, like, I don't know, man. I She just keeps everything light enough and then, like, hits you with a little, like... Feels. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, some real, yeah. real shit. Yeah, and you're man. just like, wow, wow. I can really relate to that. And that is sad or, like, that is fucked up or yeah. whatever it is that she's... The message she's trying to drive home. I imagine this movie has to be pretty well received, right? Like, I... I'm not going to say a damn thing until you guess. I feel like... Like, not the same not the same as Catch Me If You Can, because it's just, like, different caliber of movies. Right. But I, I would say this movie's, like, an 80. It's lower. Damn, it's, like, much lower, isn't it? I'm not saying anything. 55. Trying not to give anything away. I'm really just going to go for it. 55. You are going to be so high. It is 73. <laughs> Balls. Damn. All right. That sucks. I don't know. I don't know why I went so drastically that the other way. That was a huge jump down. Because I, I think when you... Did I, when I looked at you, Yeah, when I looked at you, I was like, oh, damn. This oh, movie sucks. Maybe I played... He hinted. <laughs> I'm only going to take a 10-second hit then. Uh, all right. So that was a... Th- 7.3 on our scale. Okay. I mean, that's not bad. I I guess I kind of... Is the critic score worse? Yeah. What is the critic score? <laughs> 59. Oh, damn. So I was like more in line with the critics. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I, I mean, I wonder... It is a very fun-loving movie. Yeah. Well, and like you were saying earlier about Nancy Myers movies... um. Although they are, they they there's some really feel good moments and things like Always. that. They can they tend to and can be kind of formulaic, 
You know what I mean? So, like, you have a lot of, like, the same tropes or romps and oh, things well, like that. Oh, of course. That yeah, yeah, yeah. With because our movies. And I don't mean formulaic in a bad way, but no, no, I mean, no. like, but like, they're rom-coms. The, the general tone like, is yeah. going to be the same in right. all of them. Because you're going for a specific effect. It's Actually, like... I do you want to know what her highest critically rated movie is? Guess. Uh, something's got to give. Nope. Is it highest critic? You said highest, highest critically. Acclaimed. Is it the intern? Nope. <laughs> That'd be wild. Parent Trap. The Parent Trap has yeah. an eighty-seven percent. Yeah, that's good. I mean, yeah. Parent. I mean, that's probably Writer, my favorite. Actor, that's probably my favorite Nancy Myers. Written and directed by. Yeah. As we're recording this, I feel like I I need to point this out. He is wearing a hoodie that says "Written and directed by Nancy Myers." I myself was written and directed by Nancy Myers. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you may think that's a joke. No, it's I'm not. It. That's literally all the sweatshirt says. It's great. It's it. It's a black crew neck. Thank you, sweater. Dina. Shout out to you. Great, Dina? great gift. Or Danny. Both. Oh, nice. I think it was Danny's idea, but Dina pulled the trigger. So nice. thank you, ladies. I appreciate uh, that. Just give Dina the credit. I'll consider it a joint gift from you both. <laughs> joint, gift. joint gift. Do you get it? <laughs> um, I so. Here, I also wrote down some quotes. So here, well, so my first note was the intro music and the montage, right? But then I actually She's had, good at montages. I did have some quotes that I thought really stood out to me. So when they're in the house and breaking in, and the guy goes, "Oh my god, my lift is back!" Like that—that's really funny. Yeah. Uh, the again, I love the scene where they're interviewing, and the one guy who's probably forty years younger than Ben asks, "Okay, Ben." You know, this is the really tough one. I just oh, yeah. really want you to think about this one. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Where do you years? see yourself in 10 years? So 40 years at the phone book company, that is amazing. Seriously. Okay, Benjamin. Now, I'm going to ask you one of our more telling questions for all of our interns. So I want you to, like, this is the one to really think about, okay? And, and take your time. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? When I'm 80. Yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. Um, wait. Did not realize you were 70. That's, uh, that question just doesn't work for you, does it? Should we just scratch that one and just move on? It's your call, Justin. Okay, that one's gone. You look great, by the way. So great. And you're clearly more than qualified for the job. You're actually, like, way overqualified. And we were so impressed. You had great interviews, great video. You nailed it, Ben. Congrats. When I'm 80. <laughs> oh, whoa. I, I totally didn't know you were so... Like, that whole scene is super memorable. Yeah. Uh, on a deeper side... You're never wrong to do the right thing, right? Which we, I think I've heard before. Well, I think a lot of people have heard before, right? Because it's, what is it? Yeah. Mark Twain, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's Mark. That's, we can't give that to this movie. That's Mark Twain. But I think, where where are some other ones? Samuel that, Clemens. I'm trying to think of what others, what other scenes, like, there's a lot of memorable scenes, I think, in this movie, too. Uh, <laughs> the Scene that's most memorable, well, not most memorable, but one of the most memorable is the when he's getting the back massage the first time. Oh God, yeah, and his chair popping wood, and he yeah he pops wood, and then the his colleagues are next to him. They give him a fist bump on either side after. Yeah, he's like, this I didn't know this... no, you could still do that. This Robert De Niro like character is so fun. So I just highly recommend seeing it for that alone. Because I think that is probably a lot of what draws me to it. The story, again, is very, like, 
I don't know what, not vanilla, but it's like, like you said, it kind of follows that same. Yeah, it's, it's feel good. It's it rhythm as the other yeah. movies do. You yeah, it's I mean? similar. It's a very, it's a very Nancy Myers movie. And I mean that with all due respect. Oh, of course. I watch a lot of her movies. I mean, so I'll say this. So I gave this actually, I did give it a pretty decently high rewatchable score. Okay. Because I can definitely watch this a lot. And I do watch it a lot. I can't, I, I'll be truthful. I do watch it a lot. I won't say I can. I do. I do watch it a lot. I know you do because so Dina I, brings it up all the time. I know I had to be true to the public as well. You can be true to yourself. I know. Be true but, to your school. Like, okay. Like we well, so I gave it a seven for rewatchability, boys. which again, I probably would go with a nine if I was. I A seven? Yeah, I went with a seven. Whoa too high i'm gonna lock it in we're locking it in a seven for watchability <laughs> i'm gonna say that's a little high for me and i'm high and he's high um a seven i did a seven for rewatchability this isn't even the most rewatchable nancy myers movie no i agree Parent Trap. Is. Parent Trap is yeah. the most rewatchable Nancy Myers movie, dude. But I I do watch this movie a lot. That's fair, and I did I did just tell you to be true to yourself. I got to be true to your school. Be true to your school. Be true to, to your school. school. No one wants to hear. What'd you do? Maybe you. come on. What What did you do? Do you really want me to tell you? I need my you to tell me. Watchability score. I got you. Got to tell me. I think I've. I think this may be the second time I've seen this movie. Oh wow! Okay, so I gave it a two. Oh wow! We're way off. I, I will come up because here's uh, that is an unfair score. I think, in my opinion. So what would be the direct? Let me. Then? I will. I'm going to amend mine to a four okay. from my original score. Okay. Because. A two, because I've watched it twice, is harsh. Because I will, maybe not soon, maybe not even within a few years. But this is something that I would watch again. Yeah. So I want to give it that. So I would come up to a four for my base rewatchable score. All right. And I'm at a seven. I'm up to a four. Let's, I would do like a five. I feel like because... For me to, it has to stay in that spectrum because I have to at least take into account some of my. And and here's the thing, right? Like it's it. got a seventy three. Yeah. So your rewatchable rewatchability score. I mean, there are a lot of Anne Hathaway fans out there. No, there are. So I, I mean, it's clear it is a popular movie. I will say I'll Se- come up seventy three is pretty decent for a pop. I'll come up from a four. I would come up to like a five. He's gonna do it. I want to respect you too. Five point two. Oh, I was even gonna say like a five six. Oh, bangerang, Peter. For you, yeah, five six. Let's do it. Fuck yeah, uh, man. What do we give? Wait, what do we give? What do we just give? Catch me if you catch can. Five point eight. Okay, because that is considerably more rewatchable to me. So let's go with a five. Oh, let's go Point back two. to five two. Yeah, yeah let's five, go two. back to a five two. Five two, which is still better than I thought it would do. So, because <laughs> I, I again, I have to be realistic. Like this is definitely something that I clearly saw in theaters and just 
Maybe I was high when I watched it in theaters and just somehow it just, it just latched stuck. on. Yeah, yeah. I it mean, just latched on some, to me. There are some movies that just do, regardless of how good or maybe not so good they yeah. may be. Ewoks Endor Moon. <laughs> the Battle Ewok, of Endor, sorry. Battle of Endor. Yeah. The um that just like you just enjoy, man. You just like I know I you get attached to. I said it in the episode. I know a Knight's Tale is not the best movie. No. It's a movie that I love at love my core. Yeah. And I think it's just it hit me at the right time and it's just stuck with me. So Well, all right. So five point two, not terrible. So it it could do fine so far. I mean as I was saying before, like the quotes, I, I do think there are some good quotes in this movie. Nothing I would necessarily use in everyday conversation, but I do think it was, it had very memorable soundtrack. It had very memorable scenes. I don't know that you could say this soundtrack is more memorable than Catch Me If You Can. I think it's more memorable to you because you've heard it 10,000 times. Oh, yeah. A million times. <laughs> but I mean, I didn't give this movie that high of a number. I don't even... Who's the composer on this? Is there a composer for Nancy Myers? Nancy Myers. <laughs> Nancy <laughs> that Myers. would be wild. Written, director, written directed, yeah, and, and composed and by... And composed by Nancy Myers. That would be a, t- a really big flex. Oh, man. man, has any... I wonder if anybody's ever done that. I don't know. That would be Look the ultimate flex. The intern. I'm looking up intern composer. Theodore Shapiro. Let's see what else Teddy Shapiro has done. Old school. Along came Polly. Dodgeball. Wow. All right. This is not a no name. I didn't mean no name. Oh, the change up. Your fucking favorite. Damn. This guy does mostly comedy. So this tracks with his i think there's a john wayne movie that may have had a director who wrote it and scored it (laughs) yeah fucking 80 years ago (laughs) yeah but i mean still impressive like that's a pretty big flex yeah uh so um i i mean i gave this movie a four for quotability yeah i gave it a four which is still pretty low you know, again, I, I have more of a shot at scoring this movie better than you. I would agree with that. Um, I, got, I got mad respect for this movie. I know you do. And there are memorable scenes. Um, Like we said, the back massage scene when he introduces himself and he goes, I'm Ben, your new intern. Glad you see the humor in this. Goes, How could you not? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's funny. The whole uh, real feel-good moment when he cleans the desk and she's all happy. Right? Yeah. And then I think to me the funniest line is that uh, Lewis, I think, yeah. is the other character, right? After the heist, they're at the bar and she's out drinking with them. And she goes, I heard you. You were really like yeah. cool, calm, and collected. He goes, it was my, my first, first heist. heist. Yeah. I tried to be chill. Thanks for noticing. Thanks for noticing. Yeah. (laughs) That is a moment where I was like, okay, that's fucking funny. That was Um, funny. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I may say like in that intonation, like thanks for noticing in the future. Yeah, but. Maybe. But there's nothing I'm really going to use from the. No. I gave it a two. All right. That's fair. I mean, I knew it's going to be in that realm. I feel like I'm just probably giving it higher scores so it doesn't get totally trampled. (laughs) I would go to like a two eight. Yeah, 
That's fair. You know? That's Lean fair. more your way because I feel like your way is definitely probably more the public version in terms of quotability. Quotability. I, yeah. I think it's... Rewatchability, I think... I think we were right to lean it more to the upper upper part of the scale. Yeah. But for this, it's I don't really hear anybody quoting it or anything no. that much. No. But honestly, you're the only person I know that really brings it up ever. I fucking love this movie, dude. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. So, but I'm not scoring it like that, to be honest. Well, I think you're being realistic with the scores. I don't, I, and again, I, I also enjoyed this movie, but I think it's a realistic look at the scores. Well, it doesn't get more realistic than my smokeability score. Well, oh, it's the boy. same as my last one. Four. Four? Yeah. Interesting. Even though I really, I mean. That's really interesting. I think the being high actually made this movie a little bit better, but yeah, I, it's like not, it's a feel good movie. It's not necessarily funny enough. I don't know. There are funny moments, and I think yeah. I think again, relying heavily on the character arcs that you see Nancy Myers put these characters through, right? Yeah, and kind of the the chemistry, weirdly, that Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway have is good. Is really really fun to watch on camera. It's very um, genuine, and it's not something like I would never be like, oh, you know, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a great movie. An Anne Hathaway, Robert De Niro movie. But You're just wrong. It, I, I just mean like, before this movie, would you have thought that was a good pairing? Just like, I think they're just like, yeah. almost in different genres in my brain fair. Of, of actor. And I don't, I think that's just, that's kind of unfair of me, kind of bastard. putting them in these places. But You uh, left the toilet seat up, you bastard! <laughs> But I think they do a really good job here. Um, their chemistry is really good. I th- think I found that line funnier, the back massage funnier, the whole... The back massage is really funny. Just Robert De Niro's charm really came through for me. Uh, I really enjoyed this stoned. I gave it a 5.5. Five. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Let's do a 5.5. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you're coming all the way up. Hell yeah, I got it. Because I really love this movie. I know. <laughs> I know. I, drew, I mean, it's, all, it's as true as it gets here, everybody. I fucking love this movie. I, and I think because I was stoned, and even though this is, it's a two hour movie, it's not a short movie, um, but it's a good one. And it's, it keeps your interest long enough. And again, a Robert, but goody. Robert De Niro, in my opinion, absolutely carries this movie. Yeah, it is. That's the, I think that's the big draw to it. I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, just to see Robert De Niro's character, you'll just you'll fall in love. Yeah, and Adam Devine, I find Adam Devine very funny. Um, And what's the guy? What's the guy that um, play? Who's Zach Perlman plays Davis? The guy who ends up moving in with my lift is back. (laughs) My lift is back. He is very funny in this. His relationship with Robert De Niro is great. Just kind of seeing. Robert De Niro mentor without having to be a gangster mentor. Exactly. You know what I mean? I think was really passing on classic (laughs) dude, like attitude. Um, and I, I mean, I love, I love Robbie D. I love a good Robbie. You got to see this movie. It, it's worth it for Robert De Niro. We promise you. Yeah. He's like, like I said, he is so, so charming in this. Yeah. Um, 
So, so I'm five, happy with a 5-5. Five, 5-5. Five. Five, five. Yeah. All right. This movie somehow beats out Catch Me If You Can with a 5-3. Wow. That's wild. Who would have thought? I think the length of Catch Me If You Can kills Just... it. I will say I also watched a double feature of this, which Ooh, is tough. I watched tough it back-to-back. Back. I actually watched... The Intern Second. The Intern Second. Which is maybe I was just more stoned. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's why the smokeability got I the mean, size it did. It's that's crazy. I never thought I'd see that. But five point three for the intern, four point nine for catch me if you can. Wow. They're locked in, everybody. Oh, wow. that is crazy. That I'm I'm honestly shocked that Catch Me If up. You Can I know. ended up scoring lower. But we did it. I we mean it. that's our scale. So how it goes. <sighs> Set in stone. Set in stone. Can't Blood be changed. Blood ever. Blood yeah. Blood feud. Good movies. Again, not necessarily the highest, but I would say they're both a worthy watch at least once. You know, Catch Me If You Can is a great movie. And then... Definitely watch Catch Me If You Can. The intern, you don't need to be stoned for it. Right. Intern, I actually would say don't be stoned for Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, because you'll definitely appreciate it yeah. sober as hell. And then intern, either way, I would say being high probably makes it a little bit better. And just gets you in your feels a little bit. Just really just appreciate Robert De Niro Robert De Niro's role. Super well. He's, yeah. Super I mean, well he's played just, by him. Yeah. I really like him in this. Robbie D. I, I think I I just think that's I think that's what carries me this for me is how charming and how lovable he is in this. Yeah. All right, D'Lo, you have a you have a little variation on would you rather this week. I do. Um, so I was as I was watching uh, Catch Me If You Can, I was thinking. I don't know how to put this. I was thinking about it like, if I were in a position where I had to try to fake being either a pilot, a doctor, or a lawyer. Yeah. I was trying to think of which one I would be the most likely to be able to pull off. Okay. So that is, instead of a would you rather, I guess it's a would you rather er. er. Right. Would you <laughs> right. rather. Which or... one would you choose er? I would probably feel the most comfortable with the pilot. Interesting. I, here's the thing about the like doctor stuff. I feel like the doctor stuff I know the most because I've worked in a hospital. Yeah, you spent time in a hospital. I'm squeamish as fuck. So like, if yeah. I if I ran into that problem like he did in the movie with where the he sees broken the kid, leg, I with the bones, they would out. know right away that I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm way too squeamish, so yeah. I can't pull that off. Lawyer, honestly, sounds like I. It's fine that lawyers get paid a bunch because it sounds like it sucks. Yeah. So I'm I'm like I don't think but I think I think you I think hmm, I feel like I, just, I would be the able the most able to pull off being a lawyer. Not because I think it's the easiest, but I think you you there's more I guess less inform- specific skills you need to know cuz yeah. as pilots you have to really know. Right. And there's more information at your fingertips where you can study it in your free time. Like I feel yeah. like there's it's easier to get your hands on like law knowledge about the law where sure. you could study it to a point where you'd feel more comfortable with it. All right, I'll say this. I would probably have the easiest time with the lawyer, but I would want to be the pilot. 
That's fair. I would want to pick the pilot, but I would probably have the easiest time with. I also the think lyric. flying all that. That'd be that's a lot of flying. I spent a lot of time flying. Yeah, but if I although, was younger. Although I know someone that's a pilot and they work like literally as like an airline pilot and they work like four days a month. That's awesome. Which is pretty dope. And they probably get paid pretty well. So maybe I would try for the pilot. Because you could, I mean, with like VR now. It all work comes back to the pilot. But if you had, if you got, if you invested in a VR set and then like did like a flight simulator. Just figure You could it learn it. You yeah. could wing it. Just fucking it. wing it. Get it? How do you think? Wing it. Oh, get high pilot pilot jokes sorry sorry, everybody well that wraps it up for the 39th episode of higher expectations higher expectations high expectations sorry did you start a second rival podcast there's another version of this that's even high we get even more stoned uh as always we want to shout out to everybody and everything that make us go Squadcast, which we haven't used in a, a little while because we're recording in person now, but we do use for our remote sessions. Super good platform. Give it a try if you're somebody who's looking to podcast yourself. Vince Sasso, our friend, and the Vince Sasso Trio Band. We love you. Thank you for the music you provide for our episodes. Everyone loves it. Podcastle is what Dilo uses to edit our podcasts. Again, great platform. Great for beginners. No complaints oh, as of yet. Also, I watched... The intern on Max, and I watched uh, Catch Me If You Can on Paramount Plus. Nice. So that's where you can get both the movies that we there you go, Tom. Uh, reviewed today. Uh, all the dispensaries that we love, the Cushery in Lake Forest Park, Have a Heart in Greenwood, Dockside Cannabis in Ballard, love you. Always a great experience. If you want to contact us, you can email us at podcast.highexpectations at gmail.com. You can message us on Instagram at high.expectations.pod. Again, looking for categories, feedback, anything, just general interaction. We want to interact. Yeah, with we're you. trying to throw out some more information on, or not information, but like questions on like our story and stuff on Instagram. So be on the lookout for that and try to interact with us that way so we can boost our numbers out to the masses. And then also just want to give a shout out to, we crossed the 420th <laughs> threshold of followers instagram uh and i want to shout out the person who was number 420 baby was i guess it's johnny h h o f hall of fame uh huge shout out to you thank you 420 you are the 420th follower of high expectations so we'll burn one down in honor of you my friend yeah we will definitely smoke our faces off to you uh later this weekend uh as always, thank you everybody for listening. Oh, also one more milestone. We just hit a thousand listens overall. A thousand total listens. Burr, burr, burr. Which we is pretty did cool it, for only 39 episodes, I think. Very much appreciated. We love that more people are following us. More people are listening. Uh, again, we want to interact with you because we definitely want to hear where we can get better. Talk about more movies you like and even... You know, if there's something you see that we can switch it up with our rating system or anything like that, we're open to all feedback. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Keep listening. We'll see you next week. As always, be kind and stay weird. Stay weird.